Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblo Escapes and Discussion. Today, I've got the great pleasure of being joined by Deborah Parkin. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining me this evening, this morning, even and giving up some of your time to talk about uh, to talk about a couple of your books, which actually I have to admit I don't own, and they're actually on loan to me from Isabel Kurds, who uh, who sent them to me after I think she's travelling around our camper van around Europe, um, so they were I think they'd been safely packed away in storage, but she kindly sent them to me from Germany, so I'd imagine I'll be knocking the door at some point in the future, mm-hmm. wanting to pick them back up. Um, but before we get into talking about memory and September is the cruelest month. It would be great if you could give us a, an introduction to your photographic and artistic background and journey. Okay. Um, well, thanks for inviting me on your podcast. Um, yeah, I started photography when well, my son's 21. So it would have been probably just before them when I got my first SLR. Yeah. Um, but I, I just didn't know what I was doing. I kept trying to read books. I'm not the most technical minded person. So when they were talking about, you know, apertures and speed and that, and it was all back to front with numbers and, and I was just absolutely lost. Um, and then my son was born and um, I started photographing him. And obviously the more I was photographing, the more I was learning. And yep. um, I had no inclination of being a photographer at this point. I was... Um, in the middle of teaching and trying to do a PhD in women's war writing. I'd done a MA in Holocaust writing yep. um, previous to that. And um, then kind of long story short, had my daughter, had no childcare, um, couldn't cope with all the pressures of university and all the rest of it. So I thought I'd take a break and uh, go back to it later. I never have done. Because uh, I started with photography and I started, there was a little um, uh, adult education course in the town that I was living in, in Hexham. Cool. Uh, had a great teacher and it was when digital SLRs were just coming out, like the so-called affordable ones. <laughs> and uh, um, my husband got me one for Christmas, which was, you know, extremely kind. <laughs> and um, I started photographing them, went to this course and... But I really loved doing some of the darkroom stuff. And there was a um, a man that lived sort of a couple of towns away that had a darkroom. And I would go to his and do odd Saturdays and, and learn Ooh. some darkroom stuff. And then these courses finished. I was getting more and more into it. And Sunderland Uni were doing part-time degrees in photography. And I didn't need another degree. And I didn't intend to stay <laughs> for a degree. But I... You got to learn large format, medium format, film photography. And I, I was just like, I need to do this. So I did it part <laughs> time. And uh, oh my goodness, it was such hard work. Like I had, I, I can think imagine. Fleur, yeah, Fleur was only about two or three at the time. And uh, Abe would have been five. So I'm trying to juggle these, no childcare. And like I was up and <laughs> we put a dark room up in the loft where my husband used to have his office. And so every evening after he'd finished and the kids were in bed, I would go up and do dark room, sometimes right till about two o'clock in the morning. Then I was up at five, six, you know, I was just on my knees, but I was so obsessed with it. Um, And then, um, yeah, so then I I did that for about 18 months, two years, something like that. But it just got too much. And my daughter was getting to that very clingy stage. So if I was leaving, you know, she was crying and I couldn't bring myself to leave her and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. So, um, but by that point, I'd learned large format and I fell in love with large format photography. 
and I wanted to do my photograph my children and the best way of doing that was by either like a Polaroid like an instant film yep uh, rather than sort of having to develop because it made them engaged with yeah, the, yeah. the, the process they could yeah. see it it was instant and um and what did I do after that I so I was getting into my large format and I think Facebook was just sort of coming up around about that point and my sister said oh join Facebook you'll love it <laughs> that's another story <laughs> and, uh, so I did for a bit and, uh, but I did meet the, a lot of people from the photo community which was great you Absolutely. know yeah and um I met Cole Radford and he was doing wet plate collodion which is as you when I talk about the books that I love um the Julie Margaret Cameron huge influence in fact when I was doing the degree I used to go down to Bradford's because um, I was researching her, and I used to go down to Bradford and look, go through the archives. Okay, yep. And Lady Hayward, and um, and I looked at some Anna Atkins. I think they're all in London now. The the archives. The archives. Yep. Yeah, yep. so I think it must be something through the RPS. Um, but I'm I'm such a romantic in that way. So I was used to go down there, and just look at the photos. <laughs> and I, one of the things I'd done, which I talked about in a, another podcast, was how Julia Margaret Cameron's the exhibition in London oh years and years ago um really inspired me like to sort of want to sort of make photos like that so um I got on this course a workshop that Carl was running up in Glasgow which is not that far from where I am and uh, I think from there everything just changed you know I started um you know getting a few exhibitions and got published in magazines and then the publisher found me and the way the publisher found me um, was quite bizarre. Um, I was friends with, like, as in Facebook friends, with William Ropp, who was a massive influence on my work. And um, my, I had my, you know, my Cat Bells picture, the yes. one with my daughter looking over to Cat Bells. Um, I had that as my... Uh, Image profile picture. Or profile something. picture, yeah, that's... Yeah. And the publisher saw that because I was talking to William Ropp on facebook and he saw that and liked it and wanted to buy that picture and that's how it all started yeah Yeah. so that was a really zoom through kind of uh, journey the the, the black the 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 history in a very condensed area but yeah it's interesting to see how just how your interest developed and yeah you go as you say you talk about just different formats for different uh, for different subject matters such as when you're working with your children instant polaroid because there's a there's a connection that they can actually begin to see the photographs come to life as opposed to taking them in large format cameras and they're wondering right why does it take so long for us to see this photograph and and I used to let them peel it apart as well I used to um so they were really connected and I used to also say how do you want to be photographed nine times out of ten it would be their idea and and the idea you will see my daughter has her eyes closed in so many photos. That was not me asking her to close her eyes. That was, she, and she actually has a school photo of her eyes closed. <laughs> it was just the thing she was doing. But it sort of worked because, you know, they have to stay there. I think it must have relaxed her or something. And yeah, especially with the, um, the wet plate where it's long exposure, um, I found like to stop them really blurring, they would lie down while I photographed them. And, yes. Yep. Then they would close their eyes because the sun would be above them. And so there's a lot of sort of unromantic, practical elements to my work <laughs> as well. <laughs> 
and full credit to your children for actually uh, for their design direction or the art direction <laughs> art direction and their work they'll be looking for full credits in a few years times but obviously i've always said it's our work <laughs> yeah <laughs> but obviously you you released it as a, a trilogy box set so all all three books because there was also stillness and time i think it was that was all released at the same time so where where did i suppose the idea for the whole concept or project come from because it's they were all kind of interlinked with each other in a bit well um the first first of all it was going to be um William Rock was going to be my editor he was my editor and he um wanted to do a, a collection of all my work you know different all the stuff that I'd done three series by this point I'd done yep. one called memory um, which sort of started when I was at um, the uni, actually. It was based yep. on my own childhood memories. It's quite staged. Yep. And that was taken with my really old Hasselblad. And um, then I developed into the large format. And I did the September one. And that was all taken through the um, a lot of weekends away or summer yep. holidays and things. And... Then I did the wet play and it was all about, you know, uh, our life being so frenetic and, and there was this stillness about taking wet plays and everything. Yep. So they were already in their own series, their own bodies of work. work. And um, the publisher, Alex, wanted to do all of them, which, I mean, I was uh, such an unknown. It was like such a risk for him, but he's yep. totally, I love him to bits. He's totally mad and eccentric and... You can't keep up with him and believe me he's had me crying on the phone to him because he's just so chaotic and I'm like, gonna can't cope I can't cope and um but he is really really lovely and a, and a lovely man and um he took all the financial risk with it as well um because I, I I just couldn't afford to publish yeah. anything so and I was really clear with him right from the beginning and he came up with this mad idea. I want to do handmade books. He does a lot of handmade books. He's very much an artist publisher. Yes. Yeah. Um, his books are works of art, you know. Yes. And I mean, you should see some of the other books. I mean, I was like at the beginning of what, but what he does now is no. actually incredible. Yeah. Um, but he um said, I want to do all three. And he got this um editor called John Wood on board, who is part of oh, I can't think of their names does these beautiful handmade books in America um, and they've, you know, published like um, Sally Mann and Julie. Um, All right. Uh, just, and he was Sally Mann's editor and John wrote part of, I've got a, um, a not a handmade book, which is sort of much more affordable, you know, sort of yeah. people. And he wrote the introduction to that and he edited all these books and it, you know, he's, absolutely amazing man and it was Alex's idea and they, he, he sort of took me with him I, I would don't think I had that much control really <laughs> and I was very much um I was just so honored that he wanted to do it really and yeah. I wasn't gonna he I know he had a lot of you know with other people um he had so much stress and you know them dictating what they were gonna have and what they wanted yeah yeah, and I understand that. I understand why you want to have that kind of. There was, but I felt like I mean I was only had been photographed in a few years. Nobody knew me outside of like a little Facebook bubble, and I just thought, well, this is a once in a lifetime. I'm not going to kick up 
and I'm I'm really grateful even now I'm really grateful even if things I would look back and I might change and it wasn't exactly my vision yeah you know who gets opportunities like that I mean and I'm not gonna you know I'm a girl from a council estate you know I I, I just <laughs> I I sort of think I, I haven't been in a humble kind of way I, you know I believe in myself but I also thought he took a huge risk with me yeah and he gave me opportunities that I would never have got if I had been some prima donna kind of yeah, and, and said no I want it this way it can't be yeah. that way exactly and the thing is as you say it's when someone's got the experience and knows that market you've got to kind of take take on board their experience and, and kind of a bit of trust there because they they will know what works and I think that applies to all publishers whether you're doing small zine formats such as zine sergeant with another place press he knows what works for that format so he, he 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 knows how it works just as with these books someone who's making this style of product knows the sort of market and knows what their interests and, and knows and knows how to appeal to that market and it's taken on board i suppose and and trusting them to a certain yeah. and i did and and i i still do i think i would experience now i would possibly I, you know, I do a lot more, I'm more into my own book binding and understanding yes. things. And, and I'm, you know, this is sort of 10, 15 years on. And, and I, yeah, okay. I think I would have more input. But at the time, um, I I didn't, I, I didn't have a vision of how a book should look, in yeah, all honesty. Yeah. And I, and, you know, he's got um, book binders, like they were, you know, proper book binders. They were... Yeah graphic designers they were printers they were you know editors with a huge amount of experience and and uh, you know a, a name behind them and I, I thought who am I <laughs> to sit there yeah. like you know I knew my photography but I didn't understand publishing and books yes. yeah. and I, I actually think he did me proud actually yeah, you know. yeah. well certainly the two books that Isabel sent across to me I, I think they're 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 absolutely wonderful um Certainly, September's the cruelest month. It's just the the emotion and all the, on all the images of all the Polaroids, and I, I love how they've just been individually all all placed into into the book. Because as you say, it takes you back to the connection and the reason why it was done in this format. Yeah, be, because of because of who you're photographing. He let he made it a physical object, isn't he? And yeah. you know the fact you can take those photos out and hold them if you want to. Yeah. I mean, I just thought that was such a lovely idea. It's what I wanted. That was probably actually part of my own input when he was talking about the handmade. I was very much like, well, my work isn't, um, if you're thinking about the process of it, it's a very physical, active um, way of expressing yourself. You know, like when you're, yes. you're it, you know, you're lugging around all this heavy equipment and you, you're thinking things through. And I, I sort of wanted that sort of, I love the, um, and I say with the tin types or um, sort of any wet plate image, I love the physicality of the image. It's not just what you're seeing, it's what you're feeling. And I, um, the whole process is all part of, um, I know I don't want to get too sort of caught up in process because ultimately it's the, the visual image at the yes. end. But there is a little backstory to some of the, the images or all of the images. And um, I think that book, Sort of reflected that sort of he made it like almost like a family album 
Yeah, that that that's what I was thinking. It, it feels it feels just even just the the actual structure, the physicality of the book. It feels like one of those photo albums that you used to have with the wee clean with the wee see through thing that you used to be able just to slide slide your photographs <laughs> in. And okay, it's maybe a slightly upmarket version of all yeah. that, but it but it's but it's that feeling, and and it also that then relates back to the narrative and the story, which is it's kind of right, what have you been doing over your summer holidays sort of thing? You've yeah. had your six or seven weeks away. Now we're returning back to the, the the real life as everything kicks back off again. Absolutely. And my work is really steeped in family and my yeah. home. And um, it's um, my, whether it's memories that have been feeding into my work or, um, you know, there, there's nothing, even with my birds that I'm doing now, it's very much... In, about my my own life and feelings and the things that I see on a daily basis is it they're all actually pretty mundane things that I'm photographing you know um and then I try to make them um I try to make them sort of come out as how I'm feeling about something as well as what I'm just seeing and so whether that can be love or grief or beauty or whatever you know it's um I'm trying to embody lots of different things gosh I hope I don't sound a bit too pretentious <laughs> no not at all it's, it's 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 how everyone works it's how everyone thinks about their own work and there's one thing when you actually do it there's another thing when you're you're kind of then asked to talk about it or have to write about it and how do, how do you how, how do you put into words what you do just through human nature sort of thing things that you do without even thinking about it but I like the text as well through it and how, how important was that for you to have to have your your pieces of writing in in the book in the books really important um and he's done it in this like really bizarre sort of blue ink that you can just about <laughs> see it yeah <laughs> as if it sort of faded in time almost and um uh I was really surprised because when I before um I was published I actually I, I journal a lot, a lot and um I with these photos I did write little sort of you know bits in my journal and that that these are actual things that I've written extracts not, yeah. yeah not from not for the book but they were there already yeah um you know I always do like sort of scrapbooks and I'm you know make books up and that by myself and um and I think I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't read what I've, I've written on it for such a long time. I can't even remember. But it would have been about probably the image or something yeah, and, and yeah. tied into that. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, I yeah, because that was another extra. And I'm really pleased that he did it. Probably would like more. You know, um, I plan to do more books by myself. I'm learning how to do all that properly. Yeah and uh another fine um, art <laughs> oh it art. is yeah it is an art and that's sort of like probably the next stage of my life I think and I just I would like my words in there a bit more it's not yeah. I think of myself as a writer but I think the the two are important yeah. to me yeah and I think I think because as you see everything's if a lot of your work is steeped in such memories and such connections it gives a it gives an entirely different context to it brings more of a context and a, kind of a reality to to the work for the the, the viewer really well you know when you you sometimes look at a, a photo like um 
an example would be when I went to see Julia Margaret Cameron's exhibition and I'm looking at these faces and these portraits. It could be even Sally Manns or something, you know, or William Robs. And you look at these portraits and I'm thinking more from the past, actually. So I think actually Julia Margaret Cameron or Lady Haywarden is probably more of a sort of encapsulates what I'm trying to say. You look at these people who are no longer here Yep. And you look and you think, you were once living and breathing just like me. Yes. What were you thinking? What were you doing? You know, like, what was your life like? Well, like, that's how I look at photos. Yes. I really question that sitter in that portrait. Um, and I think that by putting my words, I'm given a little bit of context. So you're not just looking at a little girl looking down at a bucket or, yeah. you know, or looking over to a mouth, you having an idea of why that was taken and who that little girl was. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we're not immortal, are we? You know, we no. are, we'll all pass through it and they will be left. Yeah. And um, so if, in my case, I've only ever really photographed in mind with it going to the family. You know, yes. So we pass on to my children and possibly yeah. grandchildren. Whatever. And so they will look and they will understand. And I've just um, done my, been doing my own family history and I found out about my great-grandfather and I didn't even know his name because he was never spoken about and it turned out he died um in a mental institution right and of syphilis which would have been really you know that's what so and he was a deserter in the first world war so nobody spoke about him he was called Ralph and uh so you know, Ralph Wright, and, and I just think, oh, I would love to know more. I mean, I all I've got is these doctor's records, yeah. you know, and sort of, and I just think, wouldn't it be nice? So I'm really conscious of wanting all my stories from my past, all the stories my nan told me, my mum, are all written down or nearly written down. Yeah. They will go, my photographs will go, and that's the whole driving force between it. It's like, I think I probably think of death too much. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to leave behind? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your kids must be thinking: Are you still going on? Are you still researching this, Mum? Why? Why is so much time being devoted to to doing this? But I suppose it's it's very important. And I, as you say, you hear about people maybe in your family that aren't spoken about, and it, it all comes back to, to kind of like your memories and connections with with what's going on. But obviously, your one of the other books in the series was Memory, which was very much related to your childhood and, and, and connection there. So what was kind of the idea behind that? Because obviously it's it's different. Your photography is related to kind of recreating the scenes that connect back to that. Yeah. When um, I was at Sunderland Uni doing that degree, yeah. um, we had to do what was called something like staged photography or something. Okay. Um. Not really my thing, but we had to use the Hasselblad. That was all part of, you know, and then going right. print up and everything. So I thought, okay, I'm going to use my children and stage childhood memories. Yep. Um, it's not this body of work. This is a different, it was a much yes. more sort of kind of what we used to call the Sunderland look, which was sort of like <laughs> much more contemporary and, yeah. you know, not my kind of yeah, style. Way I, yeah, my style. And, um, but I really got into it and it was all like, you know, I was brought up single parent. Um, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. My mum was a little bit of a drinker <laughs> and she worked in a bar and, 
we had lodgers living with us it was a bit chaotic and you know um and you know like an example would be like mum worked in a bar behind a bar and I used to pour her a martini every night when I was like really tiny and I'd get <laughs> cigarettes and everything while she was doing her makeup and things so I recreated all these kinds of memories yeah. But when I I left um, Sunderland quite soon after that, but I took, they, they weren't sort of staged in the sense that I thought, like say like the playground one with the hopscotch. Yep. But I had a real fear of school. I was up, I came out with no qualifications. I had a real sort of problem with school and had a quite a troubled childhood. And yep. um, the um, the idea, so I, I Fleur was playing hopscotch and at this place this museum place and so I just cut I, I didn't you'll probably notice they're not really featured that much in the, the sort of half of cut off and yeah you almost can't see the child and so that memory there for me was my feeling of loneliness and isolation okay. at school yeah and so they sort of developed through that and that was that was the sort of where I started thinking about photography differently yeah. as opposed to just it was more of a story making kind of project, I think. Yeah. Based on every, I could point to any picture and tell you what the memory of that picture. What, was. Yeah. What what the story just yeah just such strong connections to it, but it's, it's I think it's 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 a beautiful collection of images. That it's a really oh, different you. way. It's a lovely different way of doing it. And when you when you then know how it connects to your to your childhood, you can imagine going through and how it might relate to your own. Some 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 might relate to your own memories, not necessarily all of them, but they might relate in entirely different ways from how they relate to you. Yeah, that was my um. Actually, I really wanted to be for people to be able to project their own yeah feelings on it. And some, you know, hopscotch could be a really happy childhood memory. You know, playing and fun. It just wasn't for me that yes. way. You know, I mean, the hopscotch was fine, but the it was the the social element around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but I think that, um, yeah, I did, with all of those pictures, I wanted something that other people could bring to the story as well. And that's why you don't see the children in it too, like, yes. fully. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not about them. It's about actually the setting and the scenario that they're in. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it's it's very different, but and it, I I really like the the sheets of the, the way it's been printed in terms of the sheets of tracing paper and before each photograph as Isn't well. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it's yeah. just very nervous that they get creased or something like that but other but, but they're but it's really nice just a lovely separation and the, the red theme that runs through it as well yeah i i think that's my favorite book actually um the memory one i think i like it although the others have got the prints in which is really beautiful and this is sort of more sort of your traditional um yep. kind of printing what i loved about that is the tissue because I, I think again it has that photo album feel but it also yes. has it's sort of when you first lift up, lift the pictures up, you know, like the open the page, it's sort of almost like a memory, you know, there has that sort of, you know, hidden sort of thing. And then you unveil it and, and bring it out. And I think it has a sort of almost psychological element to it. Um, as if I was sort of sitting in the psychiatrist chair, almost like revealing <laughs> myself, you know. Yeah, that that well that that's it. It kind of it kind of masks away what the what the full image is until you until you take back the tracing paper to yeah. or the, the sheet of paper to to kind of reveal what the full picture is and then and then it's how how it makes a connection to to you. And I love the combinations of the grey paper and the red paper through it as well. Just the Thank nice you. theme of red that runs that runs through it. 
Yeah. And I like I like the way he's written memory. It's almost yes. like a child on a uh, or a yeah. teacher or you know on a blackboard kind of thing. It's got that kind of quick yeah quickness to it, it. it reminds me a bit of co- comic sans serif font or something like that i know it's not nice the, the old <laughs> the old word processing fault that word word uh, word font everyone so became in love with but no I, th- I think it's really nice and i love just like the the, the plain cardboard feel yeah of it, of it as opposed to it necessarily being uh, a very fine bound fabric or something like that. It's, it's it's a lovely surface just it's cool. It's quite brave, I thought, because yeah. when he first told me he was doing that, I thought, really? Yeah. <laughs> no. But then when he sent me, like, he sent me mock-ups all the time. And, yes. and I was like, actually, I, I really like that. But like I say, that's my favourite book. If you just bear with me, I'll just yep. grab it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love everything about this book, if I'm honest. I mean, the others are, but there's other things I'd change. There isn't anything I would change about this book. Yeah, even even just the way the photographs all sit perfectly square along the bottom, and there's just a nice wee white band at the top as well. Yeah, just a, a love a lovely consistent theme throughout it. I mean, these are all handmade. I look at these and I yeah. think, oh my goodness, how do you handmade something so perfect? You know, a hundred, just... a hundred times as well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it but it is it, it's the attention it's the attention to all the detail with a nice red cloth at the corners of all the of this the spine as well. Um and yeah, it's been beautifully yeah, beautifully bound as well. But I suppose when you know what you're doing, it becomes much easier to do it. Oh, I know. I mean the, these book binders are absolutely amazing. Do you know I haven't looked at this book for so many years? All this work. Yeah. Um. You just don't, do you? Really? I no. Think. Yeah, that's it. You, I suppose, you begin. You kind of. It's the project's been finished. You, you've now got the record of it, and you, you kind of put it away and keep it safe yeah. and clean out of the way. Oh, um, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because I mean, you can't get these now. These books. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll always treasure them and be grateful to Alex. Yeah, and how when when it came to doing actually the, the publication of it, how who chose the photographs to appear in it? Is it everything from each series that you'd put together, or or and and who kind of chose the running order of them? Um, the editor. Um, yeah. so in the very the, the book, um, where I had like where R- William Rock did that the so called affordable book. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was William Rock. I had to send everything. He had yep. to it all down. Okay. Yeah. And there's like photos him with like them all over the, the floor. floor and, yeah. and then, um, then uh, John Wood would have chosen all the images. Yeah. Uh, they didn't edit many images out actually, um, okay. and they put in stuff that I just never thought. Oh, I. You know, especially like the wet plate stuff. There, there was stuff in there. Um, which I, I looked at and thought, well, I, I wouldn't have put that in. But I still trust them. And the weird thing is, I've gone over stuff sort of lately and, and you know, particularly the wet plate stuff because it's something I want to go back to. And um, I like the images now when I didn't like, I always thought they were yeah. failures then. Yep. And now I look at it, I think actually that's even better than the one that I like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's so they obviously knew yeah. what they, they were doing, and 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 it. I'm it's. I'm probably too close to the work in a way. You yeah. know, I couldn't make an objective 
Well, that, that's it. It's like everyone everyone has got an emotional connection to the work. The nature of this work was probably an even stronger emotional connection. So actually, the story is so important and the narrative is so important behind the work that actually you probably do really benefit and, and need someone who has got no connection to actually to actually tell the story and tell the narrative laid out. And I was totally inexperienced yep. as well. I mean, I've got like 20 years behind me now, so I'm, I'm probably sort of a bit more... Yeah, you'd put, up more, you, you'd put up more of a fight this time, I yeah. dare say. If you were to be sending the images across, you'd be very keen to see what came back. Um, yeah. and, and I think it all, come, it all comes down to experience as you do these things more and more and you begin to look at more. It's like you will have looked at so many other people's photo books that you probably have a far better idea of actually what you quite like, what works Absolutely. well in your own mind. And that, and as you go through the process, the more and more you do of these things, the more you like them and the number of handmade books that you can now get these days. Obviously, I know you're looking at them yourself as well, but it lets you see the... The, the kind of the possibilities out there that exist for doing something really quite a wee bit different and yeah absolutely well it's funny because I'm I'm in the middle of doing handmade books at the moment but I'm you know sort of trying to um perfect it and one of the problems I I am I it's like my cyanotypes I never feel things are good enough uh, I'm really bad people say you know are they up for sale yet and I <laughs> and I've been doing this about five years really I'm always like I still haven't quite got it how I want I can't visualize it you know how will it so I think it could be 10 years before these books go out so but I do I do and I, I love the art books and all the way you know that people are doing things and I wish I could be more relaxed about it and think this is a handmade book it's not going to be perfect but I think when you get books like this from <laughs> I think the bar is too high for me sometimes and, and I'm and I'm trying to be too perfect and in yeah. a process that doesn't need to be. Yeah, that that's it. And I think actually when you get the handmade book, actually I want to see the handmade elements. I want yeah. to see, I, you want there's there's an there is an aspect of seeing something that isn't one hundred percent perfect. That yeah. you know the the fold at every corner of the box is going to be marginally different on every single one who's got who's got it because that's what the unique element is it's not been done to the same perfection every single time a hundred times that's good for me to hear actually I wish I could have your voice in my head because I I think when I have other people's work I don't question it in the same way I love that kind of handmade element the imperfections yeah and I like I don't mind that my photography if you look at some of my um sort of well, particularly wet place but the uh even like the polaroids or the fuji it's all out of date so you get all the lines and the emulsions lifting and it's not you know yep. and i don't seem to mind that because it's not in my control i think yes i wonder if it's a, a control element of me thinking well i need to make that bit neater and i need to yeah. um, but i need to let it go i think <laughs> yeah i yeah i think i think there's always there's always a balance of making sure the work is is if it's printed or however it's however it's produced and if you've got if you're supposed to be doing a book that look the majority of the edges pages all line up and stuff basic things but other than that i think once you get down to the binding and the construction of it yeah you're not it shouldn't be it shouldn't appear perfect yeah. because it's not that's not what it 
that's not what it's about. It's like if you're creating the artist books in particular, it's about probably the imperfections add to add to it so that over the years it maybe gets slightly jointed out of line as the binding maybe becomes marginally looser than it would do if it had been commercially made by professionals and stuff like that. But people aren't investing in it for that reason. People are investing in it because it's it's a one of however many, a very, very small run that someone's actually that, yeah. that's that that's the product because it is not just about the work at the point of it being coming a small run artist book or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. It becomes a piece of art in itself. So actually that's what that's what I think interests people and appeals to appeals to the people. Um, but as you say, yeah, but as, as you say, the OCD inside us all think, mm, yeah, that corner hasn't been quite like, just done as tight as it otherwise could have been done. But well, it might not be, but that's what adds to someone who's maybe a collector probably actually quite likes that that is not the same perfection as everyone else's and it's just like a slight well i'll send you my first one then shall i no absolutely that those 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 are the interesting those are the interesting points because you you then know right this is that that's what it's been done that's how it's been made it's not been done over and over again until it's there's not 100 copies exist beforehand until this one of total perfection um yeah. It's the it's the personal element as well, I think, that comes yeah. into it. Yeah. I, I do I absolutely agree with other people. <laughs> <laughs> We're all the same. We're all yeah, the same. We're not none no nothing ever changes, but yeah. uh, it's it's just human nature. But uh, but no, it's a great way to get into presenting your work and, and nice Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I you know, I've been doing it again for the last few weeks. I, I did a few workshops um yeah, yeah. years ago um and then haven't done anything since <laughs> so um now i'm getting a li hopefully a little bit more time but i really want to do something with my um birds with my jackdaws and, and the sun i think you know i've got a lot of writing to do for that but i, I sort of trying to visualize how i think i know how i want it now i'm getting yep. there um but i actually i can't help feeling that um i think the images can be on their own I always try and do like think of it as an image, um, but I think the jackdaws in particular works as a body of work when they're yes. all together, and um, I think they might work better in a book as opposed to sending somebody a yeah. print. individual print. Yeah, print. Yeah. 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 It's a nice, nice way, nice challenge to have. Yeah. It's, it's finding, it's finding, finding the time to be able to do it. That's that's just always the challenging point. It is. Like, yeah, it is. I agree. Yeah, I'm still at the stage of, um, you know, running around after a teenager, and we yep. live out here. Um, and that you know, school. We don't have a school bus, so it's like school runs and yeah, taxi um, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lifts here and everywhere, you know. So, but uh, when I all my spare time goes into my work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's with most most photographers, most artists as well. It's what kind of like takes up takes up the time, but a yeah. good time at that. So as part of as part of the podcast, I'm always really interested to know um, other people's favorite photo books. Um, as we were talking beforehand, everyone says it's easy getting it down to ten, it's difficult getting it down to five. But I will hand over to you now for four or five of your favorite books at this moment in time from other from other photographers or artists. Oh, it's so hard. I've got seven here. <laughs> but what I what I do is I, I think 
my first one would be um, the Julia Margaret Cameron again, because I got this at the exhibition that I talked about that made me really think yep. I'd love to make work like that. So this was just like um, critical biography um, one. It's beautiful. And the I just love her work. I actually have photographs of hers up in my living room. Just right. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I could I can just look at this book almost every day without ever getting bored. Julia Margaret Cameron. Very good. Um, I suppose it's weird actually because I love Sally Man, but again, everybody's always gone, "Oh yeah, you're very Sally Man," but I honestly wouldn't have said that she was my initial inspiration. Julia Margaret Cameron was. Was yeah. Um, but I I think Sally Man's immediate family. I think would have to go in that pile because she made me look at childhood photography differently that I, you could yeah. be a bit more honest about childhood yeah um and when I went to Sunderland before I'd even heard of it he said that the, I was being interviewed and he looked at me and said oh very you can see you're inspired by Sally Mann I said I, I don't know who she is and that's genuine truth I didn't have a clue who she was <laughs> And he said, oh, well, look her up. He said, oh, she's a bit controversial, you know, but look her up. And I was like, wow, when I first saw her, I just, you know, she probably would push the boundaries more than I would yep. uh, or does. Not in a bad way. I, I've got nothing negative about her. Um, I love, she's just brutally honest in her photography, and I love that. I I, I just think, you know, she's an icon, isn't she? Yeah. Um, ooh. Right. Okay. Another one completely different is the pillar, Stephen Gill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can again pick this book up. It's very much like the landscape that I live in. So I feel that sort of connection there. I think it's yeah. very bleak where I live, um, and I'm surrounded by wildlife. I see more wildlife than people, and. It, I've been here seven years now and it has been a sort of period of adjustment and when I first came I was like what on earth am I going to photograph out here and I think for me being the jackdaws was, yeah. and the horses it was away from the family I still photograph my family but not to the extent that I did and the wildlife has really sort of sort of come into my life in a way that I didn't imagine and this book just epitomizes everything I see, feel about where I live. And I just think the way he's done it. I mean, and the book itself is just beautiful. It's really tactile and physical. And um, this is, you know, this is, to me, I look at this book, this is a world without humans, isn't it? And it's just amazing. And sometimes when I'm standing in my garden, I'm listening to the curlews or I see the buzzard overhead, I can really relate to what he's, trying to portray here so yeah, totally yeah. different no, no people in this which nope. is yeah definitely. but i would definitely say that's one of my favorite books yeah um a lot a lot of very good books from stephen Gill as well yeah i'd like to get his night one i think that would be really interesting yeah um ooh, i think what's that three? Oh my goodness <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll i'll let i'll let you have six if that helps all right, okay. I'm gonna what I'm gonna say to you is I'm gonna go for Francesca Woodman, one of my favorite photographers, 
again, I don't do self-portraits. I nothing more frightening than being in front of the camera as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> um I found her work really early on in my like photography. And um I think maybe it's because I've struggled with mental health all my life. Yep. I could relate to this sort of turmoil that that you see in the work but also I my life is very sort of like everything's beautiful I love it and I see so much beauty and I also see so much darkness and death yeah. and, and I think she encapsulates encapsulate that and that this book is absolutely amazing um I've had it years and I still go back back and forth so what's it. that book called this is just oh can you see that oh yeah yeah I don't know it just says her right. name. yeah there isn't uh, this, it's been republished, but this is like probably like the first publication. I think this is years old. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's got really good essays in it. It's um, got pictures of her notebooks in it. The the quality of the photos are gorgeous. Um, yeah, just everything. Really, you really get a good sense of who she was in this yep. book. I really love this cool. book. And then another photographer who I love and I love this book because it's is the Claude Cahoon I don't know how you say that surname oh, but all right mm. yeah and she these were in the resistance in Jersey they were um lovers loads of self-portraits again they were going to be executed by the Nazis but Jersey was just liberated literally as they were arrested so um they they lived on the I love the way they sort of just, I like, I think I like people that live on that periphery of society, you know, yeah. and, and I think all of these are sort of slightly either eccentric or they live somewhere different or they, yeah. they and I think that's why I probably relate to this, but I love this book. I think that it, again, photo albums, they're, you know, their books are in photo albums. They were very surreal. You, I would imagine this links in very well with Francesca Woodman and the kind of work she, yeah. that she was doing. So you said I could have another one. Yeah, I'll let you have one more. All right. And I know it feels, it feels a bit cruel because I love William Roth and he was a huge influence on me. But I think in, now I love Inga Crass. All right, yeah. And I love his... I mean, look at that portrait. Yeah, Nothing fantastic. Like it's amazing, isn't it? And he's got these really strong, yeah, hypnotic. They're all like teenagers, basically. Yeah, um, cool. And he's there's a sadness. I, I don't know if these well, some of them were taken at asylums and things. And there is an element of the children being slightly. Don't know the words to use really. Yeah. Um, and I think I could look at that little girl and think that was me as a child. Uh, you know, that kind of really, I, I used to have problems with my hearing. I couldn't hear. Yeah. Um, it was psychological. And that kind of sense of isolation and feeling away from everybody else. And those portraits, I think, have that feeling about them. Yeah. And I just love them. I Again, and so, but so I'll put William Rock down there. I love Sarah Moon as well. I've got a beautiful collection yeah. of her work. <laughs> and Sig Harvey. Yeah, these. that's it. The list, the list, the list goes on and on and on and on. But they would be the ones I would run out in the building with. Well, that's I it. Think. And you can't carry all your books with you if you're running out of no. a burning building. 
you've you probably got there'll be other things to carry as well. But no, that's it's a wonderful selection. It's always interesting just to see how people's choices relate to the work that they do or don't relate. But there's maybe some form of connection as well. So, um, yeah, a few names appear. Sally Man appears quite regularly. Stephen Gill as well. So, but no, yeah, some great new titles there. So, uh, thank you for thank you for sharing those. And for, oh, you're welcome. And for for the list, it's always a yeah, it's always an interesting thing to see what people do. I think it changes as you say a bit. Yeah. Those are, have mainly stayed with me. That's why I yeah. think I've chosen them. Stephen Gill's a bit newer. Yes, but I think the others have been with me for over a decade or two. Like so. Um, and I think, you know, there are some others, um, when I was more into doing my family photography, yes. you know, I had a big list of childhood photo- photographers. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So, um, and now, I mean, and Stephen Gill probably wouldn't have had a look in yes. 10 years ago. Yeah, so. that's it. But that's it. Tastes and interests change and all it takes is one book to come along that you think, wow, that's just yeah quite incredible and it could be something new it could be something equally very old that you happen to pick up but uh, I think I'm a bit more open-minded now as well because I've, I've diversified myself a bit so yeah, yeah. You know, I mean I love landscape photographers I mean don't get me wrong I really and I love landscape photography I just I'm slightly rootless so I, I find it hard to connect to the land and yes um, yeah but I, if I ever, I'd love to do landscape photography. I might give it a go one day. <laughs> when, when, when you found so when you found some more free time, that's the. <laughs> I don't. I. I. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get there. For that, to be honest with you. <laughs> to be honest, I quite like working in in constraints and restrictions, and actually just pick something that you enjoy doing, as opposed to, uh, what is it, master of or. Master of yeah, master, yeah, master of Jack of all trades, master. That's that's, that's the one. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even say I'm a master or close to being a master one, but I find it easier than trying to focus on ten different things that absolutely yeah don't have any time to do. But uh, but look on that note, Deborah, all I'd like to say is thank you very much for your time this morning. Oh, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure, enjoyable chatting to you about your about your work, and I look forward to seeing when your first handmade books hit, hit the market because yeah. uh, I'm expecting summer is the idea. <laughs> yeah well there we go and, and you're not committing to a year of which summer so that's that's a sensible approach so it could be next summer or in summer in five, <laughs> year, five years time whatever very good point that, that's it that's that's the very very tactical so well 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 played there but yeah thank you very much for your time deborah it's been a real pleasure no thank you